It's definitely not equally easy for everyone to thrive. Some of us get the soil and some of us get the clay and concrete. But don't wait for permission to do what you're here for. Dig, root, climb, stretch, claim your square inch of dirt and bloom, you weirdo, bloom. This was an email I sent on July 4th, 2022, and a year on, it still feels very true. And so I wanted to record it and share it with you. Um, And then, you know, I'd love to get your thoughts. If you want to hit me up on Instagram at jnicolesmith.com or DM me or hit reply to an email, I'd love to know your thoughts and opinions on what I've shared here. Otherwise, please enjoy. I am for the wild ones. Today I took my normal walk, but this time without the dog. She made it clear she wanted to stay on the couch. She was probably wise to the weather because it did, in fact, downpour on me. I laced up my shoes and popped on my hat. Despite it being July, it's most definitely hat and hoodie weather today. I crunched my way down towards the woods until the crunch of loose asphalt where our new streets aren't finished became the crunch of gravel over the railway line. I climbed up and over, up and over the stiles that separate the people's places from the sheep places, and I scrambled up the muddy hill. These actions I've done hundreds of times since we moved here in December, but today I felt especially grateful for my journey, for my exact location on this walk way up in this friendly northern country, in this county in England. Today is 4th of July, which for an American, even in the UK, should be a shiny day of hot dogs and hamburgers with pie. The house should be draped in red, white, and blue, and we should be throwing water balloons and drinking cold beers and congratulating ourselves for being so damn lucky to have been born in the land of the free and the home of the brave. But if I'm really honest, I've never liked this holiday very much. I don't love fireworks. I've never understood the point, and I find them an unbelievably pointless waste of money. Not to mention, they terrify every animal within miles. And even before moving to England, I was never really that patriotic. I find nationalism a bit weird and like a bizarre pledge of allegiance we had to recite each morning in grade school. I've always felt like days like 4th of July are a bit brainwashy. This got even worse when everyone started waving their flags after 9-11. To me, gratitude for the incredible privilege and resources we happen to receive access to as a birthright and outright patriotism are two really different things. I'm very, very grateful for what I have, and also not naive enough to think that America is anywhere close to as great as it thinks it is. Even the words great and America in the same sentence make me cringe. I've now spent over a decade living in Europe. Looking back on a childhood growing up American, I've started to unravel the layers of lies we grow up believing about who America is, and they don't stack up well in the cold, hard light of day. We've always been a racist nation, founded on chattel slavery and genocide of Black, Brown, and Indigenous people. We've always been a sexist nation. Women do not even appear in the Constitution. We are a nation of immigrants, 
who somehow now have the audacity to keep immigrant children in cages, call immigrants aliens, and righteously shout at people to go home. We are remarkably duplicitous. Pretending to be beacons of freedom and justice while simultaneously being wildly unfree and unjust. See one through three. A country founded on religious freedom, which condemns the religious extremism of others, is in fact a religious extremist nation. In one breath, the U.S. claims to uphold separation between church and state, and then in the next, in one week no less, allows education authorities to force praying in school sports and sweeps healthcare rights for half the population away, all thanks to the hyper-religious right and their conservative Christian agenda. America thinks it's the center of the world. The bubble created by Hollywood and Disney has a way of tricking young children like me in America into believing that everyone in the world speaks English. All music comes from America. American government and soldiers are the only ones always on the good side, and anything valuable, worthy, and safe must be from the good old U.S. of A. Don't even get me started on Made in America. Long story short, the actual America product experience does not live up to the hype of the America brand. Today, I'm sighing a deep breath of relief that my girls will not grow up in this bubble, absorbing this propaganda. America has many great things, many great people, a rich, complicated history, and hopefully a reasonably bright future. But today, more than ever, I'm so very glad I don't live there. I'm so glad I'm not raising my children there. And most of all, that I'm not relying on American policymakers to help me access safety and well-being. I was thinking about all of this during my walk today. As I passed cows and sheep and got rained on, as soon as I crossed the train tracks back to the field that leads me home, I noticed something new. Color. Last week, this field was a murky green-brown camo of bushes, shrubs, and dead-mowed grass. Today, it's yellow and purple. It's pink and white. It's exploding with splatter paint drops of cheer which have popped up without permission. I suddenly think of the resilient flowers that rise after devastating fires. I think of the flowers growing through concrete, dangling off cliff sides and flourishing in the most unlikely of places. I think of fields and fields of dandelions, blooming with fierce, I-don't-give-a-fuck irreverence for the fact that they are in fact weeds. Brightly, they shine, and they scatter their seeds amidst the dutiful, symmetrical, straight green grass. I think to myself, I am for the wildflowers. I never much fancied manicured lawns and gardens. I've always been drawn to the places where one plant spills into the next, and it's impossible to tell where each ends and the next begins. When I was a little girl, I'd putter around our house collecting stems, mostly grasses, weeds, and wildflowers, plus a few herbs, popping them in an old bud vase or a jar. I'd sit admiring the beauty of the unlikely pairings of chive flowers and poppies and rose hips with buttercups and rosemary and Queen Anne's lace, plus a whole bunch of other stuff I never learned the name of. I picked a few blossoms today along the walk, one here and there so not to unsettle the wild ecosystem. I collected a few blooms as I walked, and I thought to myself, I am for the wildflowers. My mind shifts from this field to all my friends in Seattle and around the country who will have celebrated Pride last month. I smile, recalling the incredible color and sparkle of the feathered outfits and floats. 
I suddenly remember the Dykes on Bikes contingent from the Pride Festivals of my youth, and I wonder, probably for the first time, how uncomfortable it must be to ride a bike naked. I collect a few more stems and walk on, resolving myself to mix these wildflowers in with what's left of the proper bouquet at home, the one with the peonies in it. I am for the wildflowers, I think to myself, as I recount all the time I felt a bit wild, a bit out of place, a bit unwelcome. All the times I felt like I had been cast out in the wrong mold. All the times I looked longingly at the world of other people, in whatever way I felt inept in those moments. The people who were thinner or richer or seemingly had it more together. The moms who actually want to be with their children every waking hour. The business owners who'd figured it all out from day one. The she's, he's, and they's who were born girly and could walk in heels and do makeup things. Those who owned homes when I had no idea how I'd ever get a mortgage. The clever, crafty people who always seemed to have more finished perfectly projects than unfinished or unstarted ones. The white people who seemed to just know how to be better allies. The interesting people with accents who always seemed to have a richer heritage or more vibrant culture. The people who had shinier brands or websites or blogs or podcasts or books or whatever. The comparison list goes on and on. But you know what's hard to compare? Wildflowers. Which one's the most beautiful, the most wild? Which one is the most deserving of water, soil, air? Which one is worth the most money? Which one is the most original? Wildflowers don't compare, they just bloom and iterate and reseed themselves and spring up in the most unlikely places again and again, exactly as they are. And I love them for it. I've never been a houseplant person. I'm barely even a garden person, although I am trying, but I am most definitely a wildflower person. As I neared my house, I heard in my head those absolutely iconic words. The only people for me are the mad ones, the ones who are mad to live, mad to talk, mad to be saved, desirous of everything, all at the same time. The ones who never yawn or say a commonplace things, but burn, burn, burn like fabulous yellow Roman candles, exploding like spiders across the stars. And in the middle, you see the blue center light pop and everything goes, ah, Jack Kerouac. I think these wildflower people are my kind of fireworks. As I opened my door and stepped inside, I felt a wave of gratitude for my happy home and the short work week and the five-day-a-week childcare and the three-day-a-week housekeeper that means these days that home is quiet and clean most of the time, like it is right now. Ah, oh. I expand into the spaciousness of a quiet, clean, sweet-smelling house. I release all the judgment and comparison I've been pondering and felt truly immensely good about being a weirdo wildflower. How unlikely it is that I found myself thriving in the north of England. How incredible it is that just after 40 I've reached a place post-childbirth times two where I truly do love my body despite its imperfections. How fabulous is it that I get to spend my morning taking a walk with time for quiet contemplation and then come home to arrange flowers before my workday begins down the hall. The world is a big, complicated, sometimes deeply unjust place. But as long as the wildflowers bloom, there's hope. It's definitely not equally easy for everyone to thrive. Some of us get the soil and some of us get the clay and concrete. 
but don't wait for permission to do what you're here for. Dig, root, climb, stretch, claim your square inch of dirt and bloom, you weirdo bloom. It won't always be easy, but there is a whole world of people who prefer wildflowers and who cannot wait to bask in your strength, beauty, and glory. I'm definitely one of them.